Welcome to the weekly episode of the Freelancer Codex Podcast. Your host, Stephen, and co-hosts Mike, Devin, and JD are all set. Join us and tweet your questions at Freelancer Codex. Find us on Facebook at Freelancer Codex. Or send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com. Strap into your javelins and let's drop in. Welcome, freelancers, to episode 64 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest-running anthem podcast in the universe and all the Milky Way of all the verses. <laughs> it is the longest-running anthem podcast by far. I am your host, Steve, along with my co-host, Michael, Devin, and JD, and along with us today, returning to the podcast, um, Ash, or Lady Insanity, Master Game Changer, Master Lore, lore Expert for Dragon Age and Mass Effect, would you consider yourself a bigger expert in Dragon Age or Mass Effect? Dragon Age, hands down. <laughs> Dragon Age, hands down. You're too kind. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, come on. You're... I you read it from your bio. <laughs> I got this on the Wikipedia. The Wikipedia page. That's funny. So, welcome. It, it's right underneath all the donation stuff that they keep asking about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's welcome, freelancers. This is a very special episode because it's episode 64 and that means we are 79 days away from launch that's going to be here before you know it that means there's only 72 days until you can play the game via origin access premiere on pc a whole week early that's unlimited access to the game if you're playing on pc which i think a lot of people are going to be doing just to get that access probably because bioware also and ea probably get a lot of that money if you go through their um if you go through origin you don't have to give that money to anybody else they get it themselves so they're giving you a little incentive to do that which makes it makes me think if you buy cosmetics through origin they're probably going to get all that money also so there's probably going to be a lot of sales going on through the origin system i imagine they don't really want you spending money through playstation network or xbox so Maybe we'll get bonuses if we're playing on there. I would imagine. I mean, they want to keep all the they, money that they, they can. They get kickbacks, right, from the, from the other studios or I, companies. I, I would assume so, but you're still probably going to get to pocket more money if you're bringing that money in your house. You don't have to pay someone else. So, yeah. Well, I mean, there's no, like, for Battlefield right now, they got that 50% off deal if you have owned a previous Battlefield on Xbox. It's not that you don't have that deal on Origin. There's zero deals on Origin for Battlefield. Right. Well, I'm not saying that that's not going to happen. I'm just saying they probably want you to take the money straight to them because they get more of a cut from it. I don't know. I'm not a mark. I don't, I don't deal with any of that. I'm just speculating. So there's also Wait, 72 days. Epic more money? I <laughs> yeah. do not want to give Epic any money. So you <laughs> stay away from me, Epic Launcher. Oh, that it makes you wonder if they will put it on the Epic Launcher. I doubt it, but you never know. Stranger things have happened. Um, and then there's only 72 days. In 72 days, you can play it on EA Access via Xbox and PC. You only get that for 10 hours, but you do get it early. And the demo um, releases in 58 days, and that is still February 1st. There was some confusion for a while on whether the demo was going to come out on January 25th. That magically changed on the website somehow. That we have been told since then that that was a mistake. That's a really weird mistake to make, that all those dates would change. Um, magically, so I don't know if they were anticipating it coming out earlier, then they're like, nah, or just some intern messed up, and now the intern is no longer working at EA. Is no longer an intern. <laughs> well, so, they've had a couple of those guy. issues, right? Like, um, no longer interning. Dates are wrong. Oh, that's just a mistake. Dude, we have a chart. Stop changing it. <laughs> yeah, they came out with the chart. We had a bunch of like stealth updates to the website happening all the time, so I don't know. That It's a really weird thing to make, but they've said, no, the demo is still on the 1st of February. So nothing has changed, I guess, until the next time that it changes. Who knows? But guys, because <laughs> it is episode 64, I want to know what is your favorite game from the Nintendo 64? Starting you with you, Mike. Okay, so um, my favorite game is I don't have any because Steven would never let me play the 64. He thought I would break it. I think your memory's a little funky. but my, uh, Well... Uh, yeah, he didn't let me play the 64 very much, in in fact, at all. He would hide the controller, and it I would make you me so mad. <laughs> I don't remember any of this, which is weird, because I because I had all the power to keep you from playing games. So you did. I I played Mario 64. I'm pretty sure that was on the 64. I think this was like your phase where you're too cool to play video games. You'd rather be I hanging out so behind the cool. bar with your buddies, like <laughs> behind spin, the spinning yeah, donuts yeah, in your this... truck or something. <laughs> When the sixty four was out, I was I was eight, so you know. So there's that. Oh man, you're the way you were eight. 
How old are you, Mike? <laughs> I don't. I don't really like talking about it. So we- um, I played. I played Mario sixty four, and that's that's really all I remember from the sixty four. All right, Devin, your favorite. I, Ninten- I apologize. Your favorite Nintendo sixty four game. So I put down Perfect Dark, but it's also GoldenEye. Is there kind of pretty much the same thing? But Ooh. since they didn't have the license to make James Bond again, they made their own. Um, I really like Perfect Dark because you can play against the bots, and uh, I spent a lot of time playing both of those games and really enjoyed them. What What were the super hard bots called? Was it? Uh, what they were like unbeatable. <sighs> Unless you had no. the tranquilizer dart, then you can mess them up. But I remember those bots being super hard, especially when they got the far scope. Stupid gun. Uh, that's when that's when developers need to say, "Nah, we probably shouldn't put this in the game." But oh, uh, that's great! I love that weapon. I'm sure you would, JD. Your favorite Nintendo 64 <laughs> game? Uh, so I only ever really played one, uh, one N64 game. Um, Maybe two if you count uh, WWE, but I no, we don't count WWE. That's the one game we won't count. Yeah, Steven doesn't know anything about wrestling. That doesn't count. <laughs> Steven doesn't know anything about sports. Fair enough, man. Oh, sorry, I thought I was muted. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know who you're talking to if you're muted. <laughs> oh man, I've been talking for like 20 minutes. You guys haven't been answering me back. Whatever. All right, JD. <laughs> Um, the only game I really used to play on the N64 was uh, Star Fox 64, and I played it at such a young age that my one and only goal while playing the game was trying to leave the atmosphere like a real spaceship, but I could never do that. You just, all you could do was a barrel roll. Ash, what was your Ooh, favorite Nintendo 64 game? So, it's... Mine is Forsaken 64, and, uh... It, it it's not a very well-known title, I would suppose. But the thing is that the reason why I have it in the first place or I got it in the first place was because my mom thought it was a great Valentine's Day gift, which is hilarious because <laughs> it's, it's a very bloody title. And it's like, I don't know what you're trying to say, mom. <laughs> was, was, for, was, that a, was it a first-person shooter? What type of game was it? It was a third person and you kept on going in like a hover bike kind of like situation and you kept on trying to go through enemies. It was for some reason to me, I was very young. I was probably eight too whenever it came out. Uh, I was actually scared shitless whenever oops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was scared whenever I played it. So I was like, why, why I can't even play this. Why would you get me it? That's so for that's, that's huh. That's parents, funny Valentine's parents, gift, you need right? to you need to have a website where you can go to look at you know ratings on it's games. <laughs> go to the oh, ESPN. Now I think about it. My mom also bought me GTA, so I mean her her taste in video games is very strange. Yeah, that's <laughs> weird. Like, what are the kids playing oh. nowadays? That's what I picture your mom sounding like. No offense to your mom. <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't that old, but <laughs> Lady Insanity. She probably didn't call you Lady Insanity though, so. <laughs> Not at that time, but unless think, you did, unless that was like the, no, no. that was the impetus. Found the origin of the gamer tag, though. She'd be like, Le? "Is this a good game? Oh yeah, G- Grand Theft Auto is a great game. Okay, Ultra Mega <laughs> Kill. Yes, let's That's do that. Funny. Oh man. So my favorite 64 game would have to be uh, Mario 64 because that was the first time you ever actually got to run around in full 3D, and just having that experience is like, oh my gosh, this is what games can be. I mean, later that generation of game doesn't age well graphically but just having that moment of wow you can actually run around jump around you got to see the castle i I mario 64 i think was one of those moments in gaming where it just kind of blew your mind and i don't know if i've had that um moment in gaming in the future it's all just kind of hasn't been up to that that change i guess it was kind of a watershed moment so Anyway, enough reminiscing about the past. Let's talk about the future. No, let's actually give something away. So this week, we... Where's my camera? We made another cool giveaway that we posted on Twitter. So we're going to give this away. This is a card and dice box, I guess, for people that... I don't know. You could probably replace all this stuff and put other stuff in here. I don't know. Put your D&D dice in here, and then you can set it up. (laughs) Throw in your magic cards or your Pokemon cards, and you're good to go. So we are going to... Pick a random person that retweeted and followed us. And right now, Mike, I'm going to need a drum roll so we can pick this. Hopefully, it's someone in the United States. So I don't have to be shipping. And the winner is... All right, let me double check to see if this person actually followed and retweeted. This person did. The winner is <laughs> Tommy Gunn. 
Tommy, Tommy Gunn. Gun. Yay! Their Tommy location. Gun. What a name. He's a street fighter. He's a street fighter, Rocky. <laughs> and luckily, this person is location in the USA. So, Tommy, Tommy Gunn. Machine Gun. Tommy is a down we and out boxer. We were supposed to be we're like, like this. Tommy. We're like this. <laughs> Sorry. That's a good. That's not like a great one, but. No, it's pretty good. I mean, it has its, it's moments. It's better than the others. It's not the best, but the it definitely well, has its moments. Well, I didn't say it was yeah. the best. So, Tommy Gunn, congratulations. We will tweet that out and notify Tommy Gunn. I don't know if Tommy Gunn is a dude or or a lady, so I won't assume anything, Tommy Gunn. So, very cool. Um, <laughs> congratulations. So, Ash, yesterday was a very special day. I believe this is one of the first times that Dragon Age Day has happened. Um, one of mm-hmm. our community members, the Duchess, had a hand in putting some of this stuff together from our Discord. So, can you tell us a little bit about... Dragon Age Day and what it was all about? So Dragon Age Day was an unofficial, official kind of day of remembering Dragon Age and celebrating it, which is basically because it's a good thing because N7 Day for Mass Effect has always happened. And it was kind of like the golden child of Bioware in a way because it had its own day. But Dragon Age never had one. So unofficially, a group of folks put together an event and they held a really long stream yesterday and it was just like a lot of people who were celebrating it a lot of folks on twitter and even the devs i saw the devs getting involved as well talking about dragon age talking about uh what it means to them yesterday i decided to do a stream as well and i went through what pulled me into dragon age which was the origin stories from dragon age origins so we went through that and it was just a really wholesome day of sharing why we love dragon age and i don't know it was just oh <laughs> bless, bless you, you. <laughs> Sorry. bless you again, again. a double dragon sneeze is just, wow. <laughs> dragon age is she's oh. allergic i'm just kidding <laughs> no I'm just kidding. i would oh that would be a life not worth living <laughs> <laughs> i have never played a dragon age game Fix they're, they're good. They're really good. <laughs> I like it. it. Fix that. I like it. <laughs> so I think it's really cool anytime that developers or the fans come together um, and put together a day where you can just kind of like, like you said, reminisce, celebrate the thing that you actually loved about a game. I know a lot of developers do it, have their have that day. And I think for the fans, it's a great opportunity just to come together, remember the good times. Because a lot of times, you know, there there's some toxic fandoms out there for games that kind of get the limelight a lot just because negativity seems to generate a lot of clicks. So when you have something very cool like this where you can just come together, you know, put up your cosplay, your fan works, your fan fix of the thing that you really love and the thing that you really tacked onto, I think that's a great, it's a great thing for, for the games. It's great for the developers, especially I would think the developers just geek out about days like this where the fans take the initiative, put something together, because as a dev, you spend all this time creating something. And sometimes, you know, it's, it's hard to enjoy the creation that you've made. Like, I've made three kids. Sometimes I just don't enjoy my kids until someone, you know, from the outside is like, man, your kid is so great. I don't so think Oh, not not a good analogy. But then, you know, it, it kind of feels no. good when someone's like, man, you're raising your kids so great. Or, man, you guys... You know, Dragon Age had such an impact in my life. I saw, I was reading a bunch of tweets where, you know, someone was like, you know, Dragon, Dragon Age actually saved my life because, you know, I was going through some things at that time of my life and picking up the game actually, you know, helped me through some pretty depressing times in my life. So you, you read things like that. And, you know, I'm sure as a dev, it just kind of hits you hard that something you created had that big of an impact in someone's life. So I always love days like that because it kind of, it, it it warms your heart, I guess. So feels good, man. Feels it good. it does. It's very cool. So speaking of Dragon Age, tomorrow are the video game awards. The video game awards. Game awards. The game awards are the game awards put on by Jeff Keeley, um, streamed on Twitch, and we have news. Uh, so is is it a rumor? Is it a rumor? Or is this actually happening? I think it's pretty much been confirmed that we are going to get a new a viewing of Dragon Age. I'm not going to say it's a trailer. Um, uh, I would not confirm. It's definitely not confirmed. However, so there's a article that I believe is originally from Venture Beat that basically goes into, um, it, it's phrased in a very like uh, affinite or a very strong way. Like, okay, Dragon Age is is going to come in. I think they said 2021, but we're not going to see it till then, kind of thing. And it was just it, 
Although it was spoken uh, as such, there's no confirmation from Bioware officially that they're going to show Dragon Age tomorrow, but they are showing it this month. They're going to, uh, rather, they're going to show some news or share some news, I guess. So that's confirmed. But because the Game Awards is the only thing happening this month that uh, the game industry cares about, it's like, well, that kind of makes sense. It's going to be tomorrow. So, so we are very much in rumor and speculation territory here. And I, and Mark, Mark Dara has mentioned that they are working on a Dragon Age title. Casey Hudson even mentioned it in the last Bioware blog. I mean, they've, they've said it numerous times. I mean, they've said it without saying it, right? That we're working on other IPs. We're not just working on Anthem. They even spoke about, you know, using some of the things that they're building for Anthem for their other IPs. We know Mass Effect isn't going away. They freaked s- people out when they said that. But. Right, which generated a whole bunch of other, you know, I can't what believe the all these... Mass Effect is. Right. I can't believe that all these games are going, you know, multiplayer and we're going to lose what Bioware actually is. I don't think... So we know that they're working on the games. I mean, I don't think you just drop an IP like Dragon Age and just be like, ah, see you later, Dragon Age. You know, you were super successful and a lot of people love you. We're never going to come back to you. So that stuff is happening. It'll be interesting if they, if we show any, if they, if we see anything tomorrow, we know for sure that we are going to be getting an Anthem trailer tomorrow, which is exciting. It is confirmed a story trailer, maybe. Um, so thanks, Jeff Keighley. <laughs> Yeah, your 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 guys' level of excitement for the trailer tomorrow. I mean, are you guys super hyped for this, or is this going to be like, all right, we get to see anything, but I'd rather just get into the alpha and play the game for myself? Mike, are you more excited for the alpha, or are you more excited for the trailer tomorrow? Um, so I'm, I, I guess I wouldn't say I'm excited for the alpha. I'm on pins and needles to see if I can get in. Hopefully, I do. Fingers and everything have been crossed for the last you know three days, and it's made me bump into stuff. Must but be difficult. It is difficult. Um, it's tough to teach class. Um, I guess I haven't been caught up on news like I should be because this is the first I'm hearing of a trailer, and I'm excited for it. <laughs> yeah, this even hasn't first... been telling me stuff. You it really such... is. I've been I've been busy. Leave me alone. There are <laughs> I'm not the only one out there who we are breaking news to. You should come to our Discord more often, Mike. <laughs> oh yeah, you're in there. I have a job. I don't know. Are you sure? Are you sure? I'm on the fence about that. I'm excited for a new trailer, especially if it's going to talk about story, Um, because that's exciting. Because that's that's what we said is all going to draw us to this game, right? Is we want we want really solid story beats. So so here's here's to hoping that it's going to be good, and I'm sure it's going to be because I mean, if if I say it's not going to be, then I'm just one of those tools out there, but. It's going to be great. It's going to be good. So if it's I'm good, excited for it. If it's good, it's good. JD, it's good, it's good. If it's good, it's good. JD, on your on your scales of justice, where does uh, the alpha lie and where does the trailer lie? My my my, my scales of what now? Of justice. justice. What? The scales, scales of justice. Of justice. You know, you justice. Know, justice scales. Lady, justice. Blind justice. Libra. Uh, all right. Uh, what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I got Confused nothing. Him. <laughs> what, what are you more excited for, JD? Uh, all right. So Steven tried to complicate it. Circle these wagons. Get it back together. Complicate nothing. Obviously, I'm excited. I'm excited for the alpha because I, I really want to see how the game plays, how it feels. Um, however, at like the whole reason why I'm such a big fan of Bioware is because of the fact that story has always been such a strong focus of theirs and this is what i come to bioware for like if like one of the reasons why i never really got too hard into mmos or into like call of duty or even things like you know uh, even like modern hits like uh you know fortnite or anything like that is because they usually just didn't have any kind of story or anything like that that really like interested me or you know like gave me any kind of connection to the world or what you were doing and so finally being able to see a large, well, uh, uh, any kind of trailer that's really focused on some of those details, uh, you know, kind of like what Jeff Keighley was hinting at, you know, that's going to be story focused, um, has me way more excited than uh, I would be to play the alpha. Like, get, would I like to play the alpha? Yeah. Uh, is it going to happen? I don't know. But I, I am really excited to hear more about the story, learn more about the characters, learn more about the settings of conflict, the enemies. I want to know 
can you show me? Um, something about a world like you. I don't know. I think that's how that song goes. Um, so I'm actually, well, that's a Tarzan <laughs> song. Sorry. It just popped. I can't, I can't help, but not like try and pick out the songs when people talk. I want to know about those strangers like me. Yeah, there you go. So for me, I would rather play the alpha, um, trailers. <laughs> I'm not like, I, I don't like watching trailers anyway for like movies and stuff that I know I'm going to go watch because I'd rather just experience it there. I mean, I know this is probably going to be cut to get people hyped and it's going to be an ultra hype trailer. So, I mean, I'll watch it. I'm not going to say I'm not going to watch it, but I guess I'm just like, Oh, you know, it's coming. We're going to get it tomorrow. Not super excited to see it. Um, not, I'm not saying I'm not super excited. I'm just like, ah, eh, whatever. We'll see it. And it'll be what it is. And I'd rather just get a confirmation email that I'm actually going to get into the alpha. So, um, Ash, you've already seen it. You were able to, um, view the trailer <laughs> and give, it? uh, <laughs> you were able to give commentary and feedback on the trailer before they sent it out to Jeff, right? Is that how game changers work? No, not even. Remotely. Oh, okay. So your excitement <laughs> level. I'm waiting for tomorrow. Yes. Are you, are you more excited for the for the alpha? Or are you more excited for the trailer? Huh. These to are the hard hitting questions. I, I'm probably back. <laughs> I'm probably backwards because I actually want to get the trailer versus the gate or the alpha because mainly because I know for the alpha they are likely going to stress test it. it like it's it's supposed to be a tech test, right? So it's more about like stressing servers possibly gonna go down like a million times but for the trailer i get what i care about which is characters about the story about what brings me into anthem and why i should care for more than 10 minutes that doesn't include the word loot so (laughs) that's my whole thing i'm more towards the story trailer and finding out more about this world i mean it's going to be great to play the game but it it's going to be Knowing them, it's going to be super locked down. We're not going to get a lot of like walking around and talking to people and all that jazz or something like that. So. Right. According to Mike on Twitter, he said that we're not going to be able to change anything. So the loadout you have is the loadout you're going to have for the alpha. You're not going to be able to change um, your javelin at all. So whatever you get is what you get. So it's just going to be strictly oh, a stress test. Though. Yeah. No interceptor. <laughs> you're just, you're probably, I I'm guessing. It's mostly for matchmaking, right? <clears throat> yeah, I'm guessing yeah. you're gonna. I'm guessing we're gonna get access to the That's mission hilarious. that they showed off during the the stream. Um, Mike and Lost Arcanist. Yes, yeah. the Lost Arcanist. I'm guessing that's what they're gonna show off because we've seen that before um, from the Paris stream, kind of. So I'm guessing that's what we're gonna get access to. We're gonna drop in. We're gonna get to shoot some stuff. And like you said, it's it's probably gonna go down a couple times. Um, it's probably gonna reset it a couple times. I'm guessing they might even try to throw in one of their dynamic events that they that they say that they can run while people are going on. So, um, I'm I'm excited for it. Have Ash, have you actually been able to get hands on during any of the events so far? Uh, I've been able, like, I've been working with them because of a uh, game changer, so I've gotten the chance. And but, you know, it's the thing is that like. I haven't seen anything that is updated. I have no clue how things are now because they are way ahead already. And if the, what is it? If the game comes out on February, uh, not February 1st, but we get the demo, that's the full thing, right? So they must be already since it's December. Yeah, I mean, they didn't say what's going to be in the demo. So, Yeah, Yeah. we we don't know. I'm guessing the demo is also going to be the Lost Arcanist mission. Um, None of that none of that progress is going to be able to transfer over. So I'm guessing it's just going to be a vertical slice of the game. But I mean, even now they're going into holidays. So games should be going gold pretty soon. I'm I'm guessing so they can actually start printing physical discs. So, and with a lot of the stuff that we have been seeing on Twitter, stuff from Emily Taylor, stuff from Mike and from Ben, a lot of their screenshots, all their UI is, is very different from each other. So I don't even know. I don't think they're all playing the same build. Which version they're playing on. So we don't know which version yeah, that true. they're actually on at that time. You know, I'm sure they're working on different systems using different builds and, you know, at the end it's all going to come together. So it's kind of hard to say where they're, where they actually are with, you know, with the finalization of the game. So, but it'll be in- very interesting to see. So who did I miss? Devin, did you tell us what you're most excited for? No, yeah, I have not. Good. I don't care. We're going to move on. No, you can you can go ahead and tell us. Devin, let us know. Well, screw you, Stephen. Nesca. <laughs> Whoa. He's going to talk baby. over you. All right. Nesca. Thought you were an um, anthem, mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's a tough question. You know, I'm excited to see the trailers, see what's going on. 
really at this point, because we're so close to the game, uh, everything they show to me makes it more makes my everyday life more difficult because uh, I just want to have the game. And so it's like everything that they show me is just kind of kind of what you said earlier, Stephen, about, you know, it reveals some of the information. I mean, I want to know things, but at the same time, I don't want to know things because I want, you know, there to be surprises. Um, I know there's still going to be surprises, but I want, you know, I don't want everything to be revealed before we actually get to play. So. Right. You don't want those. You don't want like a Hollywood style trailer right now where a trailer is five minutes long. Tells you the movie. Yeah, you can you can jump on Netflix right now, and Netflix pretty much gives you like the footnotes of any movie you watch, so you really don't have to watch all the movies. You're like, eh, I'll just watch this trailer five minutes. I get the gist of it. I can move on. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I mean, if I get into the if I get into the alpha, I mean, I'm definitely want to play it. You know, I haven't had a chance to play it yet, so um, I would love to play it, but we'll see. Right on. So very quickly, we got to see a couple new things in the last trailer from from Mike. And from Sabine, while they were in the Freelancer Enclave, that's the first portion of the Fort Tarsus that we were actually able to see. Um, the actual Twitch stream from Bioware doesn't show this. It actually jumps in a little bit quicker. Um, there's a couple other streams you can find people recorded that are on YouTube that you can find that has a couple pictures of this. But while you're walking through the Enclave, after you see Yarrow and you see Owen standing at the big giant map of what I'm guessing is Miris, on the floor, there is a mural um, right there on the floor that they're walking over, which I thought was kind of weird. I would think that if you're going to make this, you know, really nice mural, you wouldn't put it on the ground for people to walk on, especially people that are, you know, just don't really care like Mike did. He was like walking over this mural like it wasn't sacred or anything. But <laughs> have I'm you been to that the cathedrals? <laughs> yeah, they have huge murals like that. Like when we went to Italy earlier and all, you know, at the Vatican and other places, they have huge murals, like super complicated, made out of small little tiny tiles and they're all on the floor with people walking on them well now they're all roped off so you can't walk over them but before they were all just there on the floor for people to walk over well so, that's just rude and further that <laughs> so anyway ash it's have you very- have you had a chance to look at this mural and uh, see what yeah, it actually so- is it, it reminds me a lot of what they did in dragon age uh in dragon age well, Dragon Age Origins and two, actually, no, all of them. Now I think about it. Um, <laughs> cause, uh, for instance, in Dragon Age 2, they had a lot of murals that was located throughout the city and it told like the past of it, but it was like all about like how they had different slaves and, uh, it was about the oppression of, uh, things. And it was just like, it, it's supposed to cast a very negative view, um, or kind of like a symbolic religious kind of thing. So to see it in Anthem, it's really interesting because, I would deem that what they've shown as far as murals and stuff, it's more um, historical and positive, I guess is the way I want to put it. So um, it, it it's kind of like uh, used in a way that is like showing out the heroism of the people in Fort Tarsus and the freelancers versus the uh, in Dragon Age where they just mainly use it as modes of oppression. So. Okay, yeah, and I, and I was looking at this, the mural that we have here, and I haven't seen all the, the stuff from Dragon Age, but I got the same vibe from this. It's very heroic, almost like, mm-hmm. you know, these are our leaders, these are our heroes, we're going to immortalize them in these murals that we have around, in the statues that we have around. And looking at this one that we have on the floor, and the one that we get from the limited edition art book, they they almost have an Egyptian vibe to me. So as I was looking at it, I was like, you know, it looks very similar to Egyptian artwork, just the way they're depicted in their 2D form, you know, hands outstretched. The one that we have on the floor here depicts what, to me, the only information that we have to go on, I'm assuming it's a giant titan that has a weapon. It's got, you know, these lightning tendrils coming off of it. We have on on the far side, and this was a really hard picture to actually get a good glimpse of just because... You know, during the stream, they had motion blur on so high. So every time they would move, it would just blur the image. So it's really hard to find a good. Yeah, you just got to turn the motion blur off. So on the right side, we have this giant titan. Looks like they've got a hammer. It almost looks like one of those Aztecan weapons that have uh, the rocks on the side of it. Like almost like a, it looks like a, shoot, I was going to say Quidditch. Um, but it's not Quidditch. It's, um, it's an actual sport. It's not a fake sport. A large paddle blade. What's the, See, I don't know. Cricket? Michael. Thank you, Michael. Cricket. See, it, it's because Man, I don't you know, know what. 
You got to know crumpet before you know cricket. And th- there you go. Thank you. That's what I was looking for. So he's got a big old cricket bat. They don't call it a bat. Maybe they call it a bat. Um, and then we have, it looks bat. like maybe yeah. a javelin on the far bat. side. And it looks like, it almost looks like wings Spirit. coming off of this, ja- off of this javelin. You know, it's depicted to be angelic, I'm guessing, with a spear. And then down below, there's someone offering a sword in between these two combatants. And then there's a sun in the middle, I'm guessing. And as I was reading over a bunch of Egyptian stuff, and, you know, a lot of times in Egyptian (laughs) mythology, like the sun is depicted as meaning creation. And with a lot of talk of the anthem of creation, you know, it kind of makes me wonder if we're fighting over that power here in this mural. And it was depicted for that reason. And maybe we won this battle. Maybe we lost this battle. Maybe this is, you know... From the time that we started recording time in LV, whatever that means, when we talk about, you know, Halleck and Faye being born in the year 547 LV. I don't know. It, it's pretty interesting. I'm, this is kind of like the thing that's gotten me most excited about the lore. When you have that much backstory that you have murals depicting ancient battles, that's the kind of stuff I geek out about because it leaves it open enough to where you can kind of make your own story around it. There's nothing like hard set in stone, except I guess the mural's kind of set in stone. But this is the thing that excites me the most. What's the sword mean? I mean, are they offering, you know, the power of the anthem to whoever wins this battle? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. JD, do you have thoughts or comments on this mural that, you know, these freelancers just walk over like it's nothing? Well, you know, uh, like Ash was saying, uh, the mural is very much reminiscent of... Uh, some of the uh, murals and medallions and tapestries that you see in uh, Dragon Age. Um, and I was actually even going to say, like, while you were saying, like, oh, I, I love seeing things like this in, in games. Like, yeah, this is this is pretty typical for uh, for mo- most Bioware games, especially Dragon Age, especially Dragon Age. Uh, but looking at it, I think um, I, 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 I wasn't sure if they were, like, bursting through something until you mentioned that the one side looked like uh, lightning and i think the stuff behind them isn't actually like you know wings or anything like that i think that's just them wielding like the energies of the anthem of creation Power. like just in different ways because you have the uh the whole thing is that it's the 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 folk well i guess the uh i, I don't know how to describe it the focal point of what looks like the ranger on the left um it all it, it all seems to be going backwards in a cone from it and then of course you have these things looking like um, you know, lightning bolts coming off the figure on the right. However, they're different in appearance and since it looks more like a lightning bolt, like gives me kind of a feeling that, you know, like it's raw, untamed energy, like it's a natural ability from them, but it looks a little cleaner on the left. So it's actually, you know, maybe a more controlled version or something being processed through like the javelin or anything like that. But it's super cool to look at and I cannot wait to see more of it. And Bioware is really good about like setting up mythologies and stories that it's like then continues to reveal like, oh, no, no, no. This is just the story that everybody knows. Here's the truth. And it's messed up. So I'd rather Bioware game. (laughs) I'd rather I'd rather have this mural in my limited edition art book, if I was honest. But that's just kind of being picky. No, I want that one. No, it might be. And it might give us information. Good thing. Yeah. Very cool. Devin, did you have comments? Uh, no. Mike, comments? <laughs> okay. So, as we were looking at this... <laughs> well, we thing... already talked about it. I mean, what, what else would you like me to say about it? It looks cool. Oh, such a panic. <laughs> no, and one of the things... And for and the reason I thought this was a Titan, because the one Titan we see during one of the trailers actually has a couple of like tendrils of energy coming off of it. So, that's the only reason I think that that, that it's a Titan, so... Yep, tendrils. I use the word, not in a weird way. So one thing I wanted to know, so as we talk about the Anthem of Creation, you know, how are our javelin suits powered? Are we actually powering these things with the Anthem of Creation? Because every time we see them, you know, we've got energy, we've got thrusters coming out of them, but it doesn't seem to be like anything in the fort that says, hey, this is a fuel cell. We don't have any type of microchips. All right, not at launch, so... (laughs) Any any speculation on how this thing is and how we're powering all this stuff? Because, I mean, there's no pollution in the air. It all looks real clean. It's like we're all using some sort of green energy or something. I believe when they started it off, uh, like, talking about Anthem, they were like, yeah, basically it's supposed to be kind of like where with Star Wars, you accept yeah. the world as it is. 
So it's kind of like the technology just works kind of thing. So I imagine they'll have an explanation in the codex. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah, they they described in those words like it's a Star Wars sci-fi. You know. Well, well, I understand that, but fantasy. Even in the Star Wars universe, there's giant planets that produce all this stuff that have all the smog. So I mean, well, when we get there, we get there. Fine. <laughs> I was just curious, but I, obviously my curiosity is stupid. So. Shutting it down. No, it's a good question because it's <laughs> Aaron like, Rodgers whole... pushing kids out of the way. I no. mean, <laughs> we're, we're, we're look like if if, if you write so about the lightning bolts coming off that thing, it looks like that ranger is using the anthem of creation as power, and we already know that the storm is powered by it. So it's not like a, a huge stretch. Now, as for the pollution thing, it might just be a fa- well, have to do with the fact that humanity isn't exactly a widespread species on the planet and only lives in one place. So it's kind of hard to mess up an entire planet in just one small amount, uh, depending on the age of the planet. Is that a challenge? challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. <laughs> yeah. If, let's, get, let's do the old, give it the old American college try. We can do that. No, All right. It- now I think about it, I wonder if it's like where we are, right? Like it, it's one of those towns is like far ahead from the main city kind of thing. So I wonder what would happen if we went to North, if there were like uh, for the, when you go way more North and towards the enemy and all that, if it's more of like, you would see that pollution, you would see, I don't know, more shaper storms or anything like that. Cause like for instance, the storm is borrowed technology from the, oh my God, why am I forgetting their name right now? The Dominion. The Dominion. Yes. yes, the Dominion. Uh, I wonder if it's a totally different area in Aura if you go towards the Dominion. And it's like, right now, it's all shiny over there. It's like all gloomy. Yeah, and it's very possible because Helena, Helena Tarsus did found, they founded the Legion of Dawn, and that area, the Temple of the Legion of Dawn, I think that's what it's called, is up north. So maybe we kind of got pushed out of that area that we originally settled in that might have more of that wear and that tear. Right now, as we look at the at, at Fort Tarsus itself, the small walkthrough that we did do, it definitely looks like it's old ruins and then newer Fort Tarsus attached to it. If you go up, you know, a couple of the stairs that you follow from the Enclave, which is kind of like where they put all the freelancers out of the way, small little area where they can live, because that part, that part of the Enclave definitely looks like, you know, you know, get out of here, freelancers. You go do your thing over there. We'll call you when we need you. You don't, yeah, you don't really, you don't get to live in this nice part of the town because as you're moving up the stairs, you see a, you know, a change from the bricks that are laid in there. There looks like you're going through into these doors. There's a lot of, you know, old bricks falling down and then you get to the, the actual inside the fort, which looks a little bit more modern, a little bit nicer. So I'm guessing that humanity moved to these ruins that we found, started building on top of that. So that's why you kind of get that mixture. We do see a statue of a cipher, um, that definitely has different architecture behind her. She's got, you know, solid pieces of stone that look like, you know, one piece of stone was actually carved compared to the walls that were laid there. So there's definitely something going on a little bit more to the fort than I originally anticipated. I thought it was just going to be built from the ground up, but it looks like we're building on top of, you know, some historic monument that maybe was there in the past. Do you mean the the fey-looking cipher one in front of the doors? Yes. Is that the one near the stairs? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So that statue, I mean, we, they could just be building on top of ruins, right? I mean, when if you look at that picture, you can clearly see where one wall meets the new wall, and like you're saying, they're building upon it. And we've seen plenty of ruins out there in in the world of Anthem. And, and we have seen, I think, uh, shoot, when was it? It must have been the Pax, the Pax panel when we were talking with Yarrow, and he said that we need to go down into the bottom of the ruins again and check the foundation of the fort. Um, so, I mean, we know there's, there's ruins down there, so that'll be fun to explore. Maybe the history that we have through that exploration, we'll be able to find out about a lot of stuff. I mean, we've got, you know, we got nice new statues of these ciphers that have this crazy headgear on the same gear that Faye is wearing, you know, eyes covered again, you know, that's still a theme that we've been looking at through all the information that we've seen that there's a lot of, there's some crazy headgear that people are wearing in this game. I don't know exactly why. I'm guessing it has something to do with cipher powers. Maybe that's the way that they're talking to each other. Otherwise, I mean, a lot of the headgear they see they see doesn't even have any isolates for them to see through. So I don't know if they've all got VR headsets on. I do just want to point out that um, during the PAX panel, they did say um, that Faye was uh, from basically like the Harvard of cipher training schools. 
if you could put it that way, and that uh, Owen was from the community college. So um, judging by the fact that the statue is wearing almost the exact same uh, outfit as Faye, I would say that like it's definitely the same school, and we have no idea how they're trained. I mean, like we know that Faye wears headgear, but we know that like Owen wears absolutely none at all. So it could just be the way how they train them. Um, maybe like uh, they also said that Faye had like some kind of connection or experience, previous experience uh, with uh, the Anthem of Creation. Like she encountered it and it left her forever changed. So maybe like that has to do with like maybe you see it and you're blind for a little while or something, you know, kind of like uh, the people that read Elder Scrolls and uh, well, the Elder Scrolls games. <laughs> yeah and it makes it makes me wonder also if where this school is if is that school part of the fort is it somewhere else because if they're building statues to commemorate the ciphers i mean this could be this statue could be of some super important cipher back from the days of you know uh helena tarsus and that's just kind of what they modeled their garb after almost like a like a uniform for for ciphers so very interesting to see. I'm sure, man, there's just so much story. Like, I don't want them to spoil the story for us tomorrow. I just want us to be able to discover this and the codexes and all the books that Sabine um, hit around that Mike was picking up like a madman. So, very cool stuff. Um, any other comments on the architecture or the statues that we've seen? If not, we will carry on. Mike, you were going to say something. I know you were. I wasn't. Okay. Sorry. So graphic settings. Moving so, on. Moving on. We're gonna we're gonna skip talking about Tassin because I don't want to talk about Tassin. Tassin's annoying. So, um, Ash, you had some questions about um, graphical settings. Tassin is adorable. You I think like so? Her. She's like any any time <laughs> she, someone's she like Cassandra. <laughs> she's what? Yeah. She reminds me of Cassandra from Dra- from Dragon Age Inquisition, and I guess too, but uh. I don't know. She reminds me of one of those people who's like super solid, rigid on the outside, but all bubbly and squishy on the inside. So yeah, I I just can't get behind someone when they're like, "You're I'm someone that you want to know." It's like, no, I'm not. You're not someone I want to know. First time you say that, that's definitely going to be one of the things that makes me not want to know you. That's spoken like somebody who has like social anxiety and just faking confidence. Like, I'm somebody you want to know. I'm the best at what I do. Just in the inside, just. Ah! Well, you should no, get hope you. for that. But if anyone yeah, is no, experiencing yeah, yeah. that, please talk with talk with someone. So, <laughs> graphical settings. So, we've seen a couple different things that we can adjust on the graphic settings. Um, vegetation quality is one of those things that you can adjust. Um, which is kind of weird. It's like if you want to turn that all the way down, that way you can see more of the screen and stuff. Um, I'm sure that's one of those things that'll be taking up a lot of the processing power on their GPU. So, if you have the power. Then turn that baby up. If not, if you want to find all the hidden things, then just turn that thing down. So, and Ash, you were you were commenting on the desire of having a benchmarking tool. Please, <laughs> I'm I'm mainly so Anthem looks beautiful. It straight up looks beautiful. But at the same time, uh, for instance, whenever I was playing Mass Effect Andromeda, I have a really good machine. I really do, and I had a 1080 at the time in order to play it. But at the same time, it was just like it was very taxing and i worry about that with anthem thankfully we have the tech test coming up and then we'll have the the ongoing like the betas and all that but it's like how much do i really need in order to make this game look pretty especially if i'm sure a lot of us are going to start streaming it or doing youtube content on it right so right which will add that extra layer of taxation on your on your machine if you have a one rig setup so i know Mm. when they were at the uh, at EA Play, they were running um, they were running 1080 Ti's and SLI, so which is a setup that not a lot of people have. Um, I mean, the game looked great on that. I know the min specs that we have seen for the tech test that's coming up this Saturday are pretty low. It's only a GTX 970, four gigs for a graphics card, which I think is kind of. I mean, that's I, I would think. Nowadays, a lot of people, if you are PC gaming, you have something better than that. But I mean, that's probably with everything turned all the way down. That's min specs. So that's min specs. I mean, the most gra- popular graphics card used to be the 970 and 970 Ti before the 1070 came out. So I mean, they're trying to get it out to as many people as possible. What? You don't have a 2080? Huh? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> no if you just look at man. If you just look at the Steam uh, stats from Steam, you can see, you know, what what is the most used processor, graphics card, and that kind of stuff. And 
majority of people don't have the super high end stuff from Nvidia. So, and I think this I is have a... no idea what anyone is saying right now. <laughs> it's all right. Is is your computer uh, black or does it have RGB lights in it? If, how many RGB <laughs> lights does it have on the inside? <laughs> yeah, uh, I use quite a few. So I think that lights and it's red. Yeah, the tech test is a great opportunity to get a huge <laughs> then it's range. Broken. If it has blue lights but it's red, it's broken. Yeah, you might have an overheating issue. Take it in, issue. get it fixed. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a great opportunity to get a huge range of, you know, I'm sure this it's going to be collecting data on our systems if we get into the alpha. It's going to see what you're running, um, you know, how much memory you have. It's going to take all those parameters. It's going to put that together and say, you know, these are the problems we were seeing when we were running on this. You know, this is the this is the high end that people were using, and these are the issues we were seeing on those. So this is one of those things. Like when you when you're running on PC, also the things that you have to take into consideration when you're you know doing your tests on your Xbox or your PlayStation, you have hard numbers that hey, this is what we have to hit. And it makes it a lot easier on the developer. When you throw the PC in, you're going to have people that are going to try to play this on their laptops. And it's probably going to melt their laptops. And you have to take that into consideration. So um, it'll be very interesting to see how it runs with, with the machines that we have. So good luck to everyone that is trying to buy a GPU right now. Because those prices are insane with what they're doing. So At least good. it went down a little bit with the fail of... Not fail, the lessening of cryptocurrency. But... We're still paying way too much. Yeah, but then Nvidia's like, "Oh, here's the uh, RTX," <laughs> like it's working. <laughs> yeah, and I think right now there, if you, I follow a couple subreddits that you know they do PC hardware swaps. You can get a 1080 Ti for pretty good deal if you're if you're lucky. If you're watching those those subreddits, there's a lot of people that are selling them for 400, 500 bucks, which is super cheap right now because the 1080 Ti's there. If you try to get them from any other you know, any other place on the internet, they don't seem to be discounting them too, too much right now. So, cause a lot of people still want them cause they, they're a good card. So holidays. <laughs> yep. Yeah, well, holidays I mean, the, is coming the 2080 up. 2080 Ti is only a 30% increase. So it wasn't a huge increase besides the, uh, separate ray tracing stuff that they have going on in the new card. Ray tracing. Yeah. And you get the DSLL whenever they start, you know, optimizing for that also, which I think will be a huge jump. So. Lots of interesting stuff on the PC side. Um, I hope no, everyone... No, now that I think about it. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Battlefield was the first one to deal with uh, RTX. So if Battlefield did it, Anthem most likely is on next. Yeah, I would think that's something that they are working on. I mean, I know they've, they said that it's not going to be there at launch, but I would assume with with the partnership <laughs> that they have with EA, it to the it'd be something <laughs> that, yeah, let's get this on the list. I mean, we've seen... We've seen the puddles that have great reflections right now, so I'm guessing when they do turn on the RTX, that hey, it'll be easier on the system if they're if that's running um, through the RTX cores and not just them actually having to do the calculations for the reflections. So, I just hope you know. Reduce my puddles. (laughs) I just hope they take account, you know, for the multiple cores of the CPU and you know building it to take advantage of all the newer CPUs. I mean, they're they're using that on the consoles, you know. So I don't know why they would. Just do like the single CPU on PC. But. Consoles, ha ha ha! No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, PC <laughs> master race over here. No, it's okay. Console, huh? I grew up on yeah. consoles. It's fine. It's fine. They should learn lessons from consoles. <laughs> too, I'm too broke to build a new PC. You can do it. I feel that. That's just uh, that's just you giving up, JD. All right, so moving on because <laughs> as, as much as this PC talk is super exciting about numbers and widgets and gizmos aplenty, so we also got a sneak peek of a mission briefing screen from Mike Gamble on Twitter today. So the text goes like this. Um, I don't know who they're talking to. This looks to be a different NPC that we haven't encountered because they're outdoors. Looks like there's foliage behind them. There's a tent over them. We see an arm, but that's about it. This is someone that I don't think we've seen here, before. A little bit of hair. A little bit of totally hair. Side of, right side, oh, of the, side of the uh, head is shaved. So this is called a simple job. This might be one of the contracts that they have talked about, but they haven't talked about yet. Um, they've been teasing these. So this says um, a simple job briefing. Bryn Sentinels are. Oh, is this Bryn? Yeah, yeah. It, it's probably Bryn because it's her. She yeah. would like you to provide backup security. Huh. Says Bryn Sentinels are defending a group of arcanists studying a scar modified shaper relic. She would like you to provide backup security. 
Yeah, that must be Brynn. This is the first time we've seen the front part of Brynn. We've seen her back, but we haven't seen her left arm, I guess, until now. So with this with this briefing system, we do get to see that there are three rewards attached to this um, simple job that we're going to do. It's just... It's titled Simple Job. I'm guessing it's not going to be a simple job. So it looks like there's an icon for a weapon that you're going to get. Then it looks like there's a gear with something in the middle. And then there's a box with a smaller gear. We don't know what these icons are. I'm guessing the weapon is obviously going to be a weapon that we're going to get. And then maybe some weapon parts. And then maybe some currency um, that we're going to get with it with doing the mission. I know we've seen that the currency is labeled coins right now. But I don't know if that's actually going to make it into the game. Um, we've seen... Yeah, we haven't seen anything about how we're going to be buying stuff actually in the fort. So maybe this is part of it. I mean, you can see kind of a little bit behind the screen here, but it's kind of uh, all transparency, transparencyed out. That's not a word, but it's kind of faded in the back there, so you can't really see anything. Transparencyed out. Transparencyed out. There you go. And maybe, yeah. So it works. Transponding. Transponded. Anyway, he's a transponster. Transponding. <laughs> so kind of interesting to see this that hey this is how we're going to see the rewards um i don't know if you can actually go down and click on them and see what the weapon actually is because a lot of times if you you know you're picking between different missions you can kind of go through the rewards and see like oh i want to do this mission because i get a shotgun or i want to do this mission because i get you know to add this to my armor so here i don't know if you can actually even select over that to see what it is there is a down arrow so maybe it gives you more information on what you're actually going to be collecting but I would like to see the rewards before I hopped on a mission for Bryn. I mean, if it's not worth it, then maybe I'm not going to do Bryn's missions if she's not going to. Well, I, I, I bet that's not going to be in it. It's just going to tell you some kind of reward. I mean, because they're not, right? not going to tell you you're going to get this gun from it. Well, they do in some other games that we try not to mention. But uh, they tell what? you the weapons you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying uh, to look. I'm like enhancing this on my phone nice. right now. Zoom and enhance cliche. Zoom and enhance. <laughs> enhance. enhance. I mean, you see that like mirror in the video quiet, footage? Though. I sharpened the image and I enhanced it. <laughs> <laughs> now I can read her lips. What she's saying. Now I can read her lips. Now I see the bad guy. Stop moving the picture, whoever's moving it. Sorry, that's me. So me. would you guys rather know what, what you're getting before you do the reward? Or you're going to do it for the story anyway, so it doesn't matter the reward you're going to get? So I, I think in this case... Yeah, I think in this case, I bet you could. I bet that this is a white tiered weapon that you're getting, because it looks like there's some color, um, straight striation. Is that a word? No. So it yeah. looks like there's two whites and a yellow there. Yeah. And so I think this is just telling like the you. Gear looks yellow. Yeah. Far right, and the other yeah. two are white. I am colorblind. Yeah. So I would say that this is. This is new a, monitor. <laughs> yeah. It's it's red. So I would say that this That's is a a, uh, a yellow level or a, sorry, a white level weapon reward. And so, I mean, you know what you're going into. This is probably like a level one mission. So you're going to want to get it because remember, we're throwing toothpicks at this point. From our wooden. From our wooden javelin. Final yeah. javelin. From our wooden <laughs> javelin. What a javelin sounds cool, though. I want it. That's what, what we've been saying the whole time. We've been saying that for two years now. For three years. For three it's years. It only felt like three years, JD. JD. Only. Devin. Now it's felt even longer. So, yeah, I, I would rather know oh, what exactly I'm getting. But, I mean, it's, if it's no, a starting... No, you wouldn't, because then you wouldn't play it. What do you mean I wouldn't you play, wouldn't play it? it? You wouldn't I'm play it. Random You'd be like, I don't want this thing. I won't play You're this mission. You're going to play okay. most of the missions for the story at the very least. I'm a freelancer. I do not take jobs that are not worth my time as a freelancer. I have a limit. Yeah, you do. I have a limited amount of time, and if I'm going to spend that Based time doing on something, the time you spent playing Destiny, you will take any mission you can get. <laughs> and, <laughs> and fair uh, enough. We when when we were talking with uh, Tassin, when she was uh, telling us that how important she is, she did say that nah, you guys will take any job that is given to you. And Owen was ready to jump on any job, so I don't know if I'm willing to take any job, but Owen was definitely willing to take any job that someone was going to give to us. So. Maybe that is the case, and we'll just be like, yeah, sure, I'll do it. You know, you, you just put on your voicemail when someone calls you. Yeah, I'll do it. So yep, just it. accept it right away. All right. So unless there is anything else you guys want to talk about, I'm going to skip a couple of things. There's been a lot of people on the Reddit talking about, you know, the negativity about Anthem. I haven't really been seeing any of that, and I haven't been reading any articles where people have been saying that, you know, the game is doomed or whatever. So I don't know if a lot Click of people bait. are just... 
you know, that's if that's where you're going to get your news anyway, and that's what your news is popping up as. I mean, maybe it's your fault for going to negative websites. I don't you know. Come maybe. visit our stuff because we're pretty yeah. positive. We're super yeah, positive we're as long as we yeah. get the wooden javelin. So, I mean, there's lots of people that are pretty positive about the game where you can get the information. I mean, if if there's a lot of if you're reading a lot of negativity, just you know, it's like how the old saying goes: if your friends suck, don't hang around your friends. I'm pretty sure that's how the saying goes. <laughs> <laughs> if not, you can, oh, if not, it's the same. Stevisms, so. right there. The first Stevisms. Uh, there has been a lot. All right, There's been a lot, guys. This, this has been life advice with Steve. This has been <laughs> yeah. super exciting. Talk about anthem and a lot of random anthem stuff. But now we get to the real reason why we're all here. So last time Ash was on, we had an ultimate showdown of Dragon Age, Mass Effect, Bioware knowledge, where Ash went up against JD and thoroughly flogged JD. In the quiz, <laughs> JD will really, say, "JD really will say, JD came back." It's true. <laughs> like, like we had to talk him back into coming. We had to say, "JD, it's okay. Ash is chill. She, it'll be good. It'll be good." Now, JD will say that I might have gotten a question wrong, but I don't know anything about Bioware, so I'm gonna plead ignorant. So. The game is back. So this is just a Mass Effect quiz. All my, I have linked all the answers. So if JD, if you have any um, issues with any of the answers or information I have, I have links for you now. So you can follow those okay. and you can read them. All this right. is all from the Mass Effect Wikia. So you guys can't look on that. Wikia. It says W-I-K-I-A, Wikia. So I'm pretty sure Ash wrote this. So you might be at a disadvantage anyway, JD. So here's a, so here's what we're gonna do for those of the for those of you that have not listened to our awesome game show, Mike and Devin. Where the heck gonna, have you been? Yeah, where have you been? So JD and Ash are gonna go <laughs> up against each other. So in order for you guys to ring in on your question, you have to come up with a cool thing that you yell out so we know who is first. So JD, the thing you you are gonna yell is what? Dragon Zord. Okay, and the thing Ash you are gonna yell is. Shepherd. All right, just like last time, the old callback. I think that was in July. Yep. So, Mike, you and Devin are going to select who you think is going to get the question right, and Michael is going to start first because I selected that, and there's not going to be oh, anyone questioning that. So, Michael, <laughs> this is all about Mass Effect. So, who is going to get this first question right, JD or Ash? Um, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna trust JD is going to get this one. Um, so I'm gonna go with JD this time. I just want to I just want to remind you, you chose JD every time last time, and look where it got you, and look where it got JD. I he's been studying, he's been working hard, he's been putting in the extra time behind the scenes. I, I think he's got this one. Okay, here we go. This is hey, Ash. Ash, can you turn off your microphone for a second? It's it's not related to the quiz. Just yeah, just turn it off so we can't hear you call in. It's cool. <laughs> Mike, you're the worst. That's my strategy. That's my strategy. (laughs) She can't win if she doesn't play. It's a good strategy. I am not nearly as good. I am not nearly as good as at Mass Effect like Dragon Age, so I can easily fail out on everything. Question the first: What is Male Shepherd's default name? Dragon Sword. JD. John. That is correct. John, it is. See, I thought this was a softball one. You guys are like, this can't be that hard of a question. <laughs> Shoot. Like, Ash is burying her face in embarrassment. I said it instead of Shepard. <laughs> oh, is that? <laughs> you yelled John. Okay. All right. Oh, that's Remember, too funny. Ash, you were you were Shepherd. JD, you were Dragon Sword. I'm going to write it down on Notepad, so I remember just <laughs> rather than the answer. <laughs> rather oh, than the answer. Right. So Mike and JD both got a point. Well done. So Devin, you get to pick now. Who will get the next question right? Uh, I believe Ash is going to come back and destroy JD. So Fair enough. Destroy. <laughs> destroy. JD. I apologize in advance for disappointing you. Uh, <laughs> question. You've been on this podcast before. It's okay. <laughs> question the second: What race first discovered the citadel? Shepherd. Ash. Uh, sorry. That is correct. 
<laughs> it is now I time. I technical, but... <laughs> Uh oh! I didn't get anything wrong. I I read this as like the Asari. No, 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 no. They it's, discovered it's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, no, the keepers no, were there it, way it, before the Asari. So fair enough. Fair yes. enough. But it was built by the Leviathans, right? That's not in, that's not in my notes, so it probably didn't happen. Yeah. Question the third. It is all tied. <laughs> fake news. We're all yeah. Fake news didn't happen. We all we are all tied up here. So Michael, the next question: Who will get this right? Um. I think I think Ash is feeling pretty good. She's going to get this one. All right. Question. Playing the odds here. Question the third. Who created the genophage? Dragonzord. JD. Uh, the Solarians. That is correct. JD ah, with another point. Oh. And we are going to give that point to Devin because that's how this game works. You were close, Ash. Nice. You were close. <laughs> nice. All right, JD is up did, two to did one. Did you have the right answer? You yeah. had it right. Okay, good. Yeah. Good, good, good. All right, question the fourth. First, Devin, who's going to get this right? Because I have to ask that because uh, that's how the game works. I will, yeah, that's how the game works. I'll go with JD. We'll spread the love around. All right. What was the first contact war? Uh, Dragon's uh, Shepherd? Uh, JD was just in there before you asked. JD? <laughs> Go ahead. It's the it was a war uh, between the humans and the Turians after they came through the uh, Karen uh, Mass Effect relay. That is correct. <laughs> we are going to give that point to JD Devin. Who did you say was going to get that right? JD. Uh, I better give make sure I give you that point. Okay. All right. The last question, and this will be for double ultra mega points because that's how this game works. Uh, Mike, who is going to get this one right? Okay, Ash, we need this to win. No pressure, though. No, no pressure. No pressure, but if you lose, I'm out of the show, and I don't have a job anymore. So Under pressure. <laughs> we don't get paid, so <laughs> you're still out of a job. I'm still out of a job. And you will be out of a job? All right. Barla Vaughn works for who? Shepard. Ash. The Shadow Broker. That is correct. Woo-hoo! For an extra two points, making this game tied all the way across the board. Just because Actually I can't. Had one point. Yeah. Jeez. Hey, it's quit questioning. D- it's double extra quit questioning. Bo- it's double extra points. So you get two points because two is double of one. So that makes it three across the board because that's how math works and that's how this game works. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in to episode 64. You didn't foresee this? I did not foresee this. No, that was the bonus question. Ask a Harry Potter question. Let's do this. Oh, I have a, I have a Harry Potter question. Okay, let me think of a Harry Potter question. Okay, I, I can do this. So it's my turn to choose, right? So. Yep. Give me one second. <laughs> a tiebreaker. Totally different. Well, the problem is, like, all my all the questions I have, like, you would know because we talk about Harry Potter a lot. So it's not like I would bring up a new question. Okay. See, this is easy. I'm going to ask it anyway. So when is Harry Potter's birthday? Hey. This is bonus, Devin. So this is one everyone can ask, answer. When is Harry Potter's birthday? You don't have to give me a year. You can just give me a day and month. None of you guys know is this? It just, is it just Ash and JD playing? No, this is everyone. See, when I said everyone, I meant everyone. Oh. So then how do we get the bonus? Sorry, that game is over because that's how this game works. Oh. J- so Steven J- just makes up rules on the fly. Isn't this <laughs> how this happens? Confusing. House rules. I'll go, I'll go Michael, though, because I, I do know this answer. Okay, Mike. Go for it. Go for it? Okay, yeah, it I is know. it is the 31st. Oh, Ash, she left Uh-oh. us. Lost Ash. <laughs> She's like, screw you. She's done. Back. She's back. <laughs> She's back. Just I kidding. <laughs> I'm so oh, sorry. No. She went to go check it out, and the game kicked her out. The, the it's uh, it's I actually think I think this is right. Um, I think it's the 31st of June. That is incorrect. Any other takers? Shepard. Ash. July 31st. That is correct. July. Yeah, one thank of those. you. <laughs> I was like, one it's July. I just turned on the damn It is July. All right. What is Harry Potter's middle name? Shepard. 
does he have one? I don't know why I raised my hand. That's like, <laughs> Please raise your hand if you would like oh, to answer the question. <laughs> Ash. Uh, James. That is correct. James. His father. All right. Which muggle school was Harry supposed to attend before getting his Hogwarts letter? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know this answer, but I'm just not going to say anything. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Say it. It's not, it's not the same school that Dudley was going to go to. It's not. The, the it's Muggle not School of Mugglery? No. Isn't it just like Wilshire High? Is that what it is? <laughs> Wilshire High? No. no, it's some funny name. He went to Starfleet Bobbity Boutique or something like Stonewell that. Stonewall or something. It's a military Stonewall. school, isn't it? Or oh, it's sounding military-ish. Let's see. I just made that question up, so I, don't know. <laughs> I just—it <made laughs> it, it does exist, though. I know it does exist. It does. Uh, There's an answer out there. The truth is out there. JD, you've really never read Harry Potter. No, it's just I didn't really like it. Oh. I so like I, I kind we of can't be friends. I, <laughs> <laughs> like. The, the the books the books were kind of were kind of forced on me as a kid. Like I'm almost like here, all the normal yeah. kids are reading this, and I'm like, I would rather read Serious Unfortunate Event. She's like, read it, and I was like, okay. All the normal kids, huh? You can you can read both. Was yeah, it smelting? Was it smelting? I, I read both. It's just that I didn't really care to remember most of it. Say it again. Stonewall High. Harry was going to go to Stonewall High. Dudley was going to uh. go to smelting. So we will put together. We will have a bonus Harry Potter quiz where I put all these together. We'll have we'll have JD put all the questions together since the rest of us are Harry Potter aficionados. So that way, JD, you can answer all the questions. You can do all the work. I mean, I enjoy Harry Potter, but I didn't know the yeah, answers. Yeah, yeah. Get on our level, questions. Devin. So <laughs> until get good, get good, get son. Good. Get good and get an RTX twenty eighty Ti. So until next time, yeah. freelancers. I'll just get the better stuff next year. This, hey, Ash, thanks for being on with us again. We uh. Apologize for wasting most of your evening, but <laughs> thank you for having me. It was a delight. So, Ash, do you, anything you want to plug, or can you tell all the ten listeners um, where they can find you on Twitter <laughs> or on Twitch? There's tens of thousands. You can, you can find me on Twitter at Lady Insanity. You can find me on Twitch at Ash A S H E uh, because I was totally smart about that and. <laughs> Uh, thank you for having me on. <laughs> Anytime, you're always welcome. And next time, you, uh, JD, you are no longer friends with Ash. I'm sorry to remind you of that. So, until next time, freelancers, <laughs> there is a shaper storm on the horizon. We will see you on the other side. Peace. Bye bye. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Freelancer Codex, on Facebook at Freelancer Codex, or through email at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Join the Discord through the link provided at FreelancerCodex.com. Our show will always be free, but if you'd like to send some support, you may do so at Patreon.com slash FreelancerCodex. Our individual Twitter handles are at Stephen Lamson, at MLamson25, at Neverfear, and at JD the Joke Dealer. Freelancers, it's time to get to work. All about the job. All music created by Mike himself.